Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome back. You're listening to SEN, your home of sport right across the country. Damien Watson in the chair with you. And if you want to text in, 0433981116. Time now to chat all things cricket. And I guess cricket was the main story factor of the day from an Australian point of view with the appointment of Andrew McDonald as head coach on a four-year deal. Very significant given a lot of the dramas over the last 12 months with the Justin Lager situation. Maybe a byword for stability. Who knows uh, when it comes to Andrew McDonald and coaching. We'll see what happens in the coming years. Joining me to discuss all the latest cricket news as always is Andrew Menzel from the award-winning, and there's another award in the factoring as well based on recent times, the award-winning Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Menas joins us on the line. How are you, Menas? Yeah, I'm doing well, Damien. Um, yeah, I was thrilled to be awarded uh, an award at the Cricket New South Wales uh, Awards Night last week for uh, an interview I did with Alex Blackwell about her excellent book, Fair Game. Um, so, yeah, it was a real honour. Fantastic. That is a cracking book too. I've had a little bit of a look at it and the honesty that she and the candidness that she displays in that book, she doesn't hold back, does she? No, I think it's a really important book and uh, it's worth reading. It, it's a real eye-opener. She, she just um, unpacks a lot of really important issues and I thoroughly enjoyed the book and it was, it was a real privilege to speak to her about it. And I'm just glad that, um, you know, it got recognised because, you know, there's some really important issues that they still need addressing. Did you make a speech on the night? Did you wear your tux and everything like that? No, I didn't get to make a speech. For, uh, well, fortunately, I'm unfortunately, <laughs> it. Uh, but no, it was, yeah, no, it was great to see my name up there. And obviously all the, the great New South Wales cricketers are in the room, including you know, Steve Waugh and all the legends. So, it was um, a big night, but the real award winners were Chris Tremaine and Maitland Brown. It was hilarious because when Maitland Brown won the Belinda Clark medal, she wasn't in the room. She was at the back somewhere. Huh. I'm not sure if she was in the bathroom or doing a TikTok. Probably a TikTok teammates, knowing her. That's, that's what I thought. Her teammates had to run out and get her, and you know she sprinted in from out in the back. And uh, when she got up on stage, she was out of breath. It was hilarious. Oh, I can imagine. She is quite a character, actually. And you interviewed her, actually, on your podcast, and that's quite an interview. So if you uh, want some frivolity and something to listen to with levity, I guarantee you, you'll get a lot of laughs out of that one because she is quite a character, Maitland Brown. We'll touch on the state awards shortly because a number of state cricketing bodies had their awards night recently. But the big story over the last 24 hours in the world of cricket, Andrew McDonald appointed the head coach of the Australian men's team after a successful period as a caretaker in which they claimed a historic Test Series victory in Pakistan. I suppose all of the words are being good surrounding Andrew McDonald. Of course, many people remember, certainly a lot of Victorians will remember him as a first-class cricketer. The ING cutback in the day was on our screens. What are your thoughts on the appointment? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also played a few test matches. Did um, Andrew McDonald? Um, I think it's it's a a really good appointment, and it's funny they launched this worldwide search, but instead they ended up with the the guy who was in the room the whole time. <laughs> um, McDonald played this beautifully, though. He said to them, "Look, I can't negotiate. I'm in the middle of this important test series. 
then he wins the test series. So when he goes to the negotiating table, he's in a great position. So well played by Andrew McDonald. I hope his coaching goes as well as his negotiating. Yeah, that's right. I suppose there's a risk there, though, isn't it? Because if he had lost the test match, it would have been potentially a different story. Yeah, that's right. It could have backfired on him. Um, but look, he he seems to be well liked by the players. I've interviewed him as well, and he seems a really level-headed guy. And the players want more control, so I think they're going to get it with him. And look, the players pushed for this. They wanted Langer out and McDonald in, so eventually they got their way. That's right. Although there was talk that there were other potential candidates there, but ultimately McDonald has earned the respect of the playing group. I guess the question is, can things change over a period of time? Does a person change when they're in the hot seat? Well, that's right. It's one thing being the assistant coach or a state coach, but when you're the Australian coach and things start to go badly, then it can there can be a lot of scrutiny, a lot of pressure on on everyone involved. So we'll see how he handles that. I note that Trevor Bayliss and Matthew Mott went pretty close to getting the job. Right. Um, so he, yeah, he, you know, he squeezed out a couple of good candidates. Trevor Bayliss probably uh, must have made a pretty compelling case with, with his um, experience with the English team and his um, relationship with a lot of the Australian players. So, yeah, I don't think it was a, a sure thing. Um, but, uh, look, uh, he's got a hell of a year ahead of him. There's World Cup. Well, there's two World Cups, the 20 over and the 50 over. There's tours to India and England. So he'll be tested, that's for sure. No doubt about that. From what you hear, what are his main traits? Uh, I think he likes to obviously empower the players. So he's not um, one that likes to sort of impose his sort of regime, as maybe Justin Langer did. And he's just a very thoughtful, sensible, down-to-earth character. He's very humble. Um, he, he always, um, you know, turns the attention towards the players and not himself. Um, he's, he's sort of very analytical. He he seems to um, he seems to sort of slow the game down um, when he's analysing it. So he's had tremendous success with Victoria, and uh, hopefully he can translate to. Um, the Australian team, obviously in Pakistan, they did really well. So it started in the right way. Absolutely. We're speaking with Andrew Midzor from the award-winning Cricket Unfiltered podcast. The Indian Premier League continues to rumble on. The Chennai Super Kings won by 23 runs recently against Royal Challengers Bangalore. And, of course, the match underway between the Mumbai Indians and Punjab Kings. How have you seen the IPL tournament so far? It's been a bit of a slow start for the Aussies because a lot of them weren't available until after the Pakistan tour. But I saw that uh, Josh Hazelwood played for the um, Royal Challengers Bangalore last night. So we had Maxwell and uh, Hazelwood playing in that loss. Also, Matthew Wade's under a bit of pressure. He's been playing for the Gujarat Titans and hasn't quite um, scored enough runs yet. So it'll be interesting to see whether he keeps his spot. Um, yeah, it's a 10-team tournament, so it's it's massive. And um, I guess one of the dangers for a 10-team league is that a couple of the teams could drop away early and, and not really be in it. So that's the danger when you expand like that. Yeah, exactly right. So obviously the IPL gains a lot of eyeballs, and it certainly is doing oh, so once again. I uh, forgot something. Pat Cummins. Pat yes. Cummins hit 50 off, I think, 13 balls to, break, <laughs> to equal the IPL 
record. It was incredible. And most of the runs came off his New South Wales teammate, Daniel Sams. He had 30 off and over almost. It was incredible hitting from the Australian test captain. No doubt about that. Just having a look at the state cricket awards that were held in recent times, when you look holistically at the players of the year, it's interesting because... WA had all the titles, uh, aside from the WNCL title, which was won by Tasmania. They won the Shield. They obviously won the WBBL. And also, when I speak of the WBBL, the Perth Scorchers, obviously, and also you throw into the mix the Men's Big Bash League. Uh, So, obviously, the Marsh Cup comes into it as well. And yet, when it comes to the individual award winners, you got the Sheffield Shield Players of the Year, Travis Dean of Victoria, Henry Hunt of South Australia. The WNCL Player of the Year was Erin Osborne of the ACT. The Marsh One Day Cup Player of the Year, Matt Renshaw of Queensland. WBBL Player of the Year, Harman Preet Kaur, of course, one of India's greats uh, for the Melbourne Renegades. And the Big Bash, Men's Big Bash Player of the Year was Ben McDermott of the Hobart Hurricanes. So no mm-hmm. WA players featured there, Menners. Yeah, well, it's a real team effort from that WA side, isn't it? They um, pulled together and they had contributors right down the order, especially in that Shield win. Um, yeah, no, some good good awards there. Um, I'm really happy for a guy like Travis Dean. Um, he's had a tough couple of years, and he had a <clears throat> tremendous end to the season. And, um, you know, it looked like his career was in a bit of trouble, um, probably the points during this season. So he saved it, and, uh, yeah, that's a great award. No doubt. And you mentioned before about the New South Wales winners, Chris Tremaine and Maitland Brown. Any others that come to mind when you look Across, I mean, Queensland still have to hold theirs a little bit later on in the month, but South Australia, Henry Hunt won the Neil Danzi medal. Courtney Webb was the best women's player for South Australia. Uh, for Tasmania, Peter Siddle and Jordan Silk were joint winners of the Ricky Ponting medal. And also from a women's point of view there, Sarah Quitt took out the female Tigers player of the year. Taylor Valemic was the best player for the Hurricanes at Victoria. The Bill Laurie medal was won by Nick Maddinson uh, for the women's side. Nicole Fulton won the WNCL award and Kim Garth, the women's player of the year. And for WA, Hilton Cartwright got the top goggles. The Laurie Saw medalist, Amy Edgar won the Zoe Goss medal. So you look around the traps. Who stood out to you? Oh, well, um, I was just thinking from the, the New South Wales Cricket Awards, one thing, Peter Neville um, was retired from first-class cricket now. He made a, a lovely speech and, and spoke about his career and he's played over 100 Shield matches and uh, the longest-serving New South Wales captain and just a tre- tremendous contributor to Australian cricket and probably should have played more than his 17 tests. Um, also, Keith Miller was inducted into the New South Wales Cricket Hall of Fame. And I'm like, why wasn't Keith Miller in the Hall of Fame when it was built? He's like a legend. <laughs> he was in the um, Cricket Australia. I remember the night they inducted him into the Cricket Australia Hall of Fame. I think it was the 04 Allen Border Medal Night around 2004, 2005. So I'm surprised yeah, he wasn't considered a little bit earlier <laughs> in that sense. Yeah, so yeah, that's what jumped out at me. Yeah, fair enough. And one of the great all-rounders, one of the great charismatic characters of the game too, Keith Miller. Everyone spoke, speaks and rightly so about Shane Warne's charisma, but back in the day, Keith Miller had charisma in spades, didn't he? Yeah, and I was actually sitting next to a lady and she said, boy, isn't he handsome when his photo came up. So um, <laughs> he had it all. He was a fighter pilot in the yep. Second World War. He was a star cricketer and it sounds like he had a lot of fun off the field. So, yeah, he made it, finally made it into the New South Wales Cricket Hall of Fame. Absolutely. What did you make of the Shield players of the year, Travis Dean and Henry Hunt? Well, both players, I mean, I think different players. I think Travis Dean, as I said, he's just had a rough 
few years, so it was great to see him getting the runs again. And Henry Hunter, it's a player to watch. I mean, he and Bryce Street are um, the sort of openers that could replace, um, you know, that David Warner and Usman Kawaja are 35, so however good they're going, they won't be around forever. And Henry Hunt and Bryce Street from Queensland are two contenders for that opening spot. No doubt about that. Ben McDermott, Big Bash Men's Player of the Year. He was a clean striker of the ball, wasn't he, for the Hurricanes? And uh, he did well at shield level as well. And obviously, when he stepped up to the mark for Australia, he starred in Pakistan. Yeah, he's a hard hitter of the ball, and he's got a lovely technique. Although he's uh, able to clear the rope, he he plays quite straight in first-class cricket and has a sort of lovely classical front-foot defence. So he's got a lot of potential. Um, And Yeah, I I thought he did struggle a bit um, at times for Australia, so probably found the step up a little bit difficult. Yeah, although he did play well towards the back end of the Pakistan series, didn't he? Didn't he make a century? Yes, and he made um, some runs in the first T20, I think. So, yeah, look, he's got some potential. He's certainly someone who could um, replace someone like Aaron Finch when he um, eventually hangs up the boots. And what about the women's side of the coin? Obviously, Australia winning the one-day World Cup. We haven't spoken about that, actually. Uh, how clinical was that in your eyes? Oh, well, what an incredible performance to go through the tournament undefeated. Unbelievable. Lisa Healy's, yeah, it's just jaw-dropping, and for Elisa Healy to score 170 that day. Um, I guess my little tidbit that day is I was cricket commentating at Tremoyne Oval. It was the uh, women's premier cricket final in Sydney, and uh, Elisa Healy's dad is the club president. And I can tell you, when uh, Elisa Healy was out in the middle scoring 170, her dad wasn't watching. He was (laughs) watching his club side playing the grand final. And I and I think that shows two things. A, how dedicated he is to Sydney Cricket Club, but also that maybe as a parent, you get a bit nervous watching your child in a World Cup final. Maybe, you know, he'd enjoy it more that night when he knows she scores 170 and he doesn't have to worry. So, yeah, it was um, that was interesting. Yeah, as I said, I could just see him the whole time. He didn't even have his phone out. I think I was watching more <laughs> on my phone than he Probably was. giving him updates, potentially. Well, I'm sure someone was giving him updates. Um, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, and you have a look at the State Cricket Award winners as well. The WNCL Player of the Year, Erin Osborne, who announced her retirement towards the back end with the ACT. She had a stint with Australia as well, and I think she might work into the coaching ranks at some point. She's been a good commentator as well uh, in recent times, so great contributor to women's cricket, wasn't she? Yeah, very much so. And uh, and actually another award in in New South Wales, the WNCL play went to Erin Burns, and she's another great contributor to women's cricket. And we're just seeing the depth in women's cricket really come to the fore. You know, d- despite the fact that uh, we've got you know a big Australian squad, there's still so much strength in the oh, yeah. WNCL, and it's a credit to the the players how well they've developed. I think there was someone who may mention that probably the Australia A squad would have potentially almost made the final to play against Australia if there was an Australia A team in that Women's World Cup. Would that be far off the mark? No, it's not far off the mark. And it's like the Australian men's team of the mid-90s when we had Australia A yes. at the World Series Cup. Um, I think Australia, Australian women's cricket's in the same position. And I guess what I learned from that is that other teams around the world can catch up pretty quickly. Like Australia, in men's cricket, they started the academy and they sort of went professional a little bit 
further ahead of some of the other national sides and they got the advantages of that. And I think the Australian women's team is getting that same advantage now, but other teams can catch up pretty quickly. Um, so we won't have this sort of golden run forever. That's right. And you probably want that as far as women's cricket is concerned. You don't want one side just dominating for 30 years straight, do you? You want a bit of competition and you want eras to change, don't you? Otherwise it becomes boring. That's right. I mean, we'll see England catch up because they've got the, the women's 100 now. That's only Great been played tournament. once. and I think the, Exactly. And the longer that goes on, the better um, the standard of English women's cricket will be. And I think when India gets behind women's cricket, they're going to be all virtually unstoppable like they are in the men's game. They've got so much money. They love the game. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I think is ahead of Australian cricket, having to take on those teams. Absolutely. Well, Menas, really appreciate your time. Glad you won an award as well. Well-deserved. And thanks again for giving up your time. Yeah. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Thanks, Damien. Cheers. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.